Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love to talk to creative types. And this week, it's somebody that I've talked to before for this podcast, Nicole Payone. But back then, she was doing a live show as a performer. And now she has stepped behind the camera as a writer and director, making her first feature film called Friendsgiving. It's an ensemble comedy about a crazy Thanksgiving among friends in Los Angeles. It's got a great cast. Melon Ackerman, Kat Dennings, Aisha Tyler, Jane Seymour, Chelsea Peretti, Margaret Cho shows up, uh, Wanda Sykes, Fortune Themester. It's really fun. And I was really excited to talk to her about that. But before we get to the interview, uh, I want to get a plug-in for the virtual game nights I've been hosting. I know the holidays are coming up. People are still pretty restricted into what they can do. So if you want to have some kind of festive gathering with the people you love, but you aren't able to be together physically, let me host a game night for you. It's super fun, and you will have a ton of fun. You can learn more about that at youdon'tknowmylife.com. That's enough for that stuff. Let's get to the interview. Nicole was driving in a car across country to go to a premiere party for her movie. So the, the Zoom quality is a little... Zoomy, you'll hear. We did our best. Here's Nicole Payone. All right, coming to us via Zoom, it's my friend Nicole Payone. You're in a car somewhere, Nicole. Where are you? Yes, I'm just outside of Dallas, Texas. On the George W. Bush Turnpike. You're on the George W. Bush Turnpike. Yeah. Does that bring up feelings? A feeling of longing. I'll I'll settle for that guy. (laughs) You know, let's go back to that time. (laughs) Really, never thought I'd say that, but um, listen, time to come together, people. Exactly. Your movie, Friendsgiving, it's your debut as a writer-director. Congratulations. Yeah. I Thank always, you. Thank I've known you. you as an actor. Uh, we worked together on the Big Gay Sketch Show and created some magic, if I say so myself. Yes. How did this film begin for you and, and the transition to the other side of the camera? Yeah, like, kind of, I love acting but I just wanted to do more and be more part of the creative process and when this particular the Thanksgiving that happened that was based on on this movie when this movie was sort of a jumping off point uh, for that particular Thanksgiving I just had to write it and, and then while writing it I directed a short film and I thought I really want to the story is personal to me, and so I thought I really wanted to direct it, and I, I petitioned for it, and no one said no. And it happened. So And it happened. How would you describe the the story to somebody that, that hadn't heard anything about it? Yeah, I would say it's about two friends heading into the Thanksgiving holiday. One is a gay woman, another is a straight woman, and they're both going through breakups, and it's really how, how they're both handling it in opposite ways and they both have different ideas of how Thanksgiving should go and in the end they kind of solidify that they're their own they're each other's family and it was sort of like I said based on a true story and it's a lovely holiday for me that year and I thought I really want to write about this. Um, talk to me about your cast. Um, a lot of familiar faces in this that were so fun to see working all together. Each time someone in the cast said yes each person said yes I just was it was beyond belief almost for me because it was my first movie and just all these amazing people showed up and 
first it was Malin. I wrote it for her, and then we went out to Kat Dennings and Jane Seymour, and Aisha Tyler, such a brilliant improviser, and and Andrew Santino, Dion Cole, so brilliant. Each actor, I hope, has you know a, a funny, incredible moment in this movie, and. So Molly yeah. Ackerman and Kat Dennings play the two friends at the heart of the story. And yes. what I loved is that ultimately all this craziness happens, but it boils down to their bond. And I found that very sort of moving and, and powerful. Can you talk about the chemistry that they had? Yeah, they had such fun chemistry together because they were sort of, they're sort of opposites uh, in life. And so were the two friends of, that it's based on. And... I thought Cat and Malin, and they got along like thieves, but even on screen, they have such comfort with who they are as individuals and who they are as, you know, as friends. And I thought Malin and Cat did such an incredible job with grounding, grounding these two characters. I also got a big kick, yeah. I got a big kick out of Chelsea Peretti's character. Kind yes. Of Talk to me about that character and the inspiration for it. Yeah, well, you know, look, we live in L.A., and I even have a friend in Connecticut who is becoming a shaman. I feel like everybody everybody knows a shaman now, shaman you, especially new, if you live in L.A. It's the new life coach. It's, yeah, it's a new life coach, and some of the things I've found, you know, with these new shamans, you know, it's like anything when somebody has a new religion or spirituality, they kind of want to show it off to you. And I think, again, Chelsea does such an incredible job of making her a real person and not being too overly spiritual and, and new agey with her, not going that way and just grounding her in such a hilarious way. Everything yeah. out of Chelsea's mouth is ridiculously funny. She made me laugh out loud a lot. And then you know, yeah. Christine Taylor shows up. Uh, yep. Marsha from the Brady Bunch movies. But she's had something done recently. Tell us about that character. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's that's a, and she's a take on you know, women who get a little bit too much plastic surgery. And poor Christine, we had to, like, tape her face back. And after every take, she would, like, take it down and I'm thankful that she came to set and was game. She was so game, and it was so much fun to work with her. It, it was so funny because she could literally couldn't communicate to people. People had to like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guess what she was saying. I had a friend like that. She like she was on too much something, and we couldn't understand what she was saying. And then, and it was it, it's a shock when when you see somebody and they get you know, maybe a little too much work done and. I just hope that character is a cautionary tale for women to love themselves and be who they are. Um, you have a baby in the movie. Um, yes. Were you like, I, how was that to come with it? Was it a challenge and you were like, what was I thinking oh writing a God. baby? I, yep. Yeah, I was like, why did I write a movie with a baby? Because the baby is crying the whole time. Fortunately, we were shooting in one house. There's a few other locations, but the most part we were in the house and I had an incredible editor who was editing, you know, up to date. And she was like cutting the scenes with the baby first to see if we could use them. Right. And so she was like, Nope, we need, we, you know, we need a shot of the baby crying. And the, so we had to, we did reshoots while we were shooting the movie. 
because she was baby. cutting so fast and she had to because the baby was crying the whole time like but the baby the, the performance that we cut it looks like the baby's a genius yeah the they baby. are they were such sweet little girls there were two girls ever everly and savannah suture uh, so you switched out babies like full house yes yeah secret. one more thing about the baby yes. we had a song it's called savannah and we had a song that we would sing to her we'd say savannah banana savannah you're my girl and then she would stop and then Malin would spit out her line and then immediately after the line the baby would cry and then we'd, savannah banana and we'd have to sing for like hours to savannah but yeah. we, we got the performance there you go I we, hear we that- tricked her I hear that you have to do the same thing with Dame Judi Dench. There's a song, but I would hope. I would only hope. A, that's how the greats work. Yeah. Um, what's it like making a movie with food? Because there's always continuity, right? Yeah. People, I had. How many bites did you have? Yeah. The most incredible script supervisor, Barbara Aguilar. After every take, she would just poke me in the arm and go, "The turkey leg was here and not here." Barb kept us height and running and the continuity i dare someone to pick out something how hard was it to get made it wasn't easy uh once we had the script we took it out and ben stiller and nikki weinstock they we we sat down with nikki weinstock at red hour and he loved the idea and then when they signed on it was really it was really a testament to Ben and who he is and, and Nikki and who he is. And they, they took it to the right people and, and they had to push for it at first, but they were really, it was, they were instrumental in getting it made. And yeah. They got really that. We, yeah. You have a really fun, um, fairy gay mother scene where like three fairies appear to your lesbian lead. Yes. Yes. And it's Margaret Cho, Wanda Sykes and Fortune Beamster. Talk to me about that scene and getting those actors. Wanda and, Margaret Fortune showed up and killed it. I think we shot that scene in like a half hour. There's a recurring gag in the movie where involving uh, sort of dating profiles or, or sort of yep. women uh, sort of breaking the, the fourth wall and saying their dating profile. Talk to me about those, like the idea and and um, your experience yeah, kinda, with that world. The, the lesbian dating apps are, are or the personal. They have lesbian dating personals and they're so specific to me it's like you know butch don't talk who wears a gray shirt and white socks looking for them uh sagittarius who wears red socks and i'm just like oh my god i'm never gonna find my person with red socks like it's it that that was almost like my fear right projected on those characters were like my fear of dating and and all that and they're fun you yeah know? what did you learn as an actor that you would carry forward in that part oh. of your career from being on the other side what a great question i learned a lot i learned to get out of my head i think because directing seemed very natural to me because i've always thought about every aspect of a production as an actor, and right. as an actor, you really don't need to. You need to show up, be you know, free and have fun, and give them varied takes. And 
it's not on your shoulders. Like your part is, and that's all you have to do is your part. You don't have to worry about everything else. I think I was just fascinated by the entire process. You know, I didn't grow up in show business and just being on set, just taking it all in. And I realized as an actor, I've, I've maybe been a little like stiff or I could just not stiff, but I could really just loosen up and have fun. Yeah. You were taking on more than you needed to take on. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just, you know, listening to the gaffer, listening to the cinematographer and the director and like wanting to know all of the stuff. And then when the it. cast showed up, everybody was so free and fun and just having fun and, and jumping around laughing. And I was like, Oh, they, they, I should act more like them. Yeah. It's a good thing. <laughs> what was casting like yeah. for you to be on the other side of casting? Because I know as actors, yeah. you tend to beat yourself up if you don't get a part. But when you're on the other side of it, it's more like, well, they're just the right, somebody's the right person. Nobody's awful, right? Did it change your, Absolutely. your perspective? Absolutely. It made me relax more and in going into auditions. Also made me realize that sometimes people are having meetings about roles and auditions, they, they don't even take the tape sometimes. Yeah. You know, like, like some actors, they could be shooting something else and they'll put you know, they'll just get on Skype and talk to the director and give, you know, talk about it a little bit more as opposed to auditioning. And so right. sometimes they don't even go to the audition tapes. So don't just send it in and forget about it. What what will be will be. Um Jane yeah. Jane yeah. Seymour is in your movie. I got to meet her yes. a, a number of years ago. I was emceeing something for Movie Line magazine and she was doing a reading or something. I thought she was fun. Like she had a, a game sense of Jane like Seymour's, fun and yeah. a little naughty, she, right? Yep. Little, little naughty, fun. Want, always wanted to change it up. Like she wanted to wear a wig in this. And I thought, all right, well, you don't have to spend, you know, an hour and a half doing her hair. She can come in. Cause we had such limited time, Dennis. Right. We had shot it in 18 days. And That's amazing. Yeah, we had three weeks to prepare the movie. Like, for prep, usually you get, like, six or eight, and yeah. three weeks to shoot it. Holy so shit. It, it was very tight. It was faster than, like, a television schedule. Yeah. I love the music that you picked, and, in fact, I, sp I Spotified, no, I Shazammed your opening theme song, and then I went and, and downloaded that shit. It was so good. Um, you mean for the opening credits? The opening credits, yeah. Yes, that, I, that's one of my favorite songs in the movie. We Don't Want to Dance. We Don't Want to Dance. It's so good. We How Don't Want to Dance. What was the most stressful day? What went wrong? Did you ever get kicked out of a location? or? Uh... No, never got kicked out of a location. I think, I think when we had all the extras there, it was a very, very long day, and I was really stressed like going into overtime I only went into overtime two hours and that part of it was very stressful for me what was the most sublime moment of the process for you where you just thought I love this I think it was the day when we had everyone sitting around the table I had an eye infection I had I was so sick by the time we got to shooting, I, they had to get a doctor to come to set and shoot me in the bum with antibiotics. Because I was, my schedule during prep, I was also doing a major rewrite. So yeah. it was just, it was nuts. But when when the cast sitting around the table, 
and they didn't get up as we pushed in on the leads they all stayed there and they all laugh were laughing and improvising and having a great time that to me was like a moment that i'll never forget from new jersey from a big italian family we did that every sunday and to have the cast do it not get up or go to their trailers or their phones or whatnot it was pretty special i love that you're all together yeah yeah to me there was something poignant about watching a movie about the kind of gathering that we can't have this year um, yeah. What has it been like to work on that during this time? And what do you think the movie will feel like for people? What do you hope it feels like to people? I just hope it feels like a love fest, the love fest that it was, and, and, and that we kind of get back to that time where we can all gather with our friends and family. I feel like it'll be a, a little bit sad to, or nostalgic. Right, poignant. Yeah, poignant moment in time for both me personally, uh, when I was going through you know a hard Thanksgiving, and then for everyone around the world, really. Tell people how they can watch the movie, how they can find it. It's going to be in the movie's going to be in select theaters uh, this Friday on October twenty. Third, nice. and also on demand everywhere movies are available iTunes, Amazon, video on demand, Roku, all that stuff. All the, all the stuff. Are you going to get to see it in an actual theater with an audience at any point? Yes, I'm going to get to see it in the theater this Saturday with friends and family in New Jersey. I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. Um, be- Thank you. Before I let you go, do you think that our you're you're in my you and my mutual friend Ariana Huffington would give you a review of this movie? What would she think of this movie? I think Ariana Huffington would love this movie because it's about people coming together and it's not about left, right, and center, Dennis. Yeah. It's about psychedelics and love. I love it. And and did you try to get your other idol, Glenn Close, to be in the movie, or did she turn it down, or was she just too? Was she too big in her audition tape? Glenn Close was a. She was thirty-two percent too dramatic for the role. <laughs> uh, when I said but, the word Glenn Close, your chin kind of jutted out. It's like you transformed yes. while driving to the car. Yes. Uh, for those of you listening yep. that don't know, Nicole did a brilliant Glenn Close sketch on the Big A Sketch Show that I wrote and we collaborated on. And it was the my proudest moment of the show, and I still get such a kick out of it. Yeah, yeah, so fun. It's a, it, Glenn Close is my idol, and I revere the day that I got to play her. What do you think about Thanksgiving in general? It's my favorite holiday. I love it. I love Thanksgiving, and, and I love it because I it's a friendsgiving for me. I, I usually don't go home. And, Same here. And I, I spend the whole week with just with friends and catching up. I think it's such a beautiful holiday. And I think it's a great way to like check in with your year, like see the year that you had and, and think about it, think about what you're thankful for. And then, you know, because the rest of the holidays, it's pretty much family and friends, which is, which is lovely. But I think it's a nice moment to just kind of check in with the year and, and, check in with yourself on what kind of holidays you want to have and and if you've had a bad year thanksgiving is a good day to like put put it all behind you and enjoy enjoy what you are thankful for 
Yeah, I love it. Well, Nicole, thank you for making time to do this. Enjoy your trip back yeah. east and your premiere and everything that goes with it. Thanks for having me. I'm really proud of you for making this happen. It's a big deal. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you and love working with you and, and miss working with you. Yeah, we'll do it again. We'll so, do it soon. Yes, yeah, let's do we'll, it. We'll figure something out. We, we're doing mismatch games on Zoom. We're figuring it out, so I'll reach out. Oh, great. I yeah. would love to be a part of it. Please yeah. do. Yeah, awesome. All right, take okay. care. Drive safe. Thanks. And, Bye, um, Dennis. Yay, everybody should it's watch Friendsgiving. You. you too. Bye. Thanks again to Nicole Payone for making time on her cross-country drive to talk about her movie. Check it out. So this happened. I went to the theater. Well, it wasn't actually a theater, but it was a theatrical experience. The LA LGBT Center is actually putting on a show, a live show with actors and an audience and lights and cues and choreography and music. It's amazing. So there's a show called March and they're doing it in the parking garage at the new LA LGBT Center's campus there um, in Hollywood. So you pull in in your car, you tune your radio to a certain station, and a play happens in front of you. It's um, it, it's set in a parking garage, which makes sense, um, and it's about a lot of the themes that we're all dealing with now. It's very good. It's very powerful, but I'm going to have the director, John Rivera, and the producer, John Imperato, on a, the next episode of this podcast, so um, I'm excited to, to talk to them all about the show. So if you're in L.A. and you, you're pining for something that feels like theater, that's your answer. And uh, you'll hear all about it in the next episode. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone.